Hello, everyone, and welcome to Third Eye with Lorelai. and welcome back to another episode of Third Eye with Lorelai. So today's a little bit special. I'm uh, doing this live recording on Instagram and on Twitch and obviously for my podcasters who are listening to this. And um, today I'm really excited to be talking to you about a different type of moonstone and then also um, about attachment versus detachment. And there is a huge difference. And so I'm really excited to be talking to you guys about this because this is something that I've been really going through and learning myself. And so um, I'm really, I'm really jazzed to be talking to you guys about this today. So let's talk about black moonstone for a minute here. So we know the, um, the original moonstone I've talked about much earlier on in my podcast, one of the very first episodes actually. And um, moonstone is a really beautiful luminescent type stone. It's usually kind of milky white and it has some flecks of like black, um, but then it has this really beautiful sheen to it. But black moonstone is actually very different. So I actually have a piece of it right here um, for those of you who are watching the video and watching live. So this is black moonstone. You can see it's very different because it's much darker, obviously. And there's some gray and then there's some bands of like beige throughout it. And it's, it's really an incredible stone. So yeah, black moonstone is one of those moonstones that is um really gonna dig deep into most of like some of like the shadow work and stuff like that anyway so let's talk a little bit about that so i've got actually a lot of information from the crystalcouncil.com they have an amazing site and i actually really love looking up a lot of their um, descriptions about the different crystals and minerals that they have there so for black moonstone they say it's a variety of moonstone that was recently discovered in Madagascar. So it can be seen containing white, gray, brown, and tan colors, colors running throughout almost every piece. So this is this is a piece of it here. Here we go. Um, so black moonstone is usually shaped and cut into a variety of different um, uh, different sizes. Usually it's spheres. There's palm stones, which is usually like what this is, like a palm stone. Tumbled pieces, uh, pendulums, raw chunks, and a ton more. So along with um, sharing some of the same compassionate and loving energies of normal moonstone, black moonstone provides complete protection of one's auric field against negative energy. 
So numerous times a day, we're all faced with negativity, whether it be from a coworker, a lover, family, or even yourself. Black Moonstone is here to provide protective vibrations to keep our emotional bodies safe and stable so that we are only influ- we are the only influencers of it. So when one gets down on themselves, it's extremely difficult to garner the positive energy within and make a change. Black Moonstone is here to remind you to escape that normal path of emotional distress and push one to look past it. The calming energies of all types of moonstone will help one maintain a clear head and that's able to make rational decisions in times of difficulty. So a little bit more about the meaning and the energy behind Black Moonstone. So if you're going through a breakup or having difficulties with someone close to you, we recommend carrying Black Moonstone at all times. When individuals deal with stress from another person that they've shared experiences or life with, they subconsciously lower their guard because of the love that they have for them. So when we see a loved one comfortable, it is in our nature as, or uncomfortable, I should say, it is in our human nature to help. So this can backfire and leave one susceptible to their toxic energy. So carrying the stone around these people will allow you to continue opening up your heart to them. It will also provide support without the worry of their negativity affecting your own emotional body, which I find to be very interesting that I felt very drawn towards um, talking about Black Moonstone today because this ties in very beautifully with what we're going to be talking about in our topic today, which is that attachment and detachment. So that is Black Moonstone, you guys. If you've been curious about that, I highly suggest picking that up, especially if you're in a field where you actually are talking to a lot of people and you're working with people and helping them sort of like muddle through a lot of their circumstances and whatnot. If you're an energy healer, having some Black Moonstone will help you sort of protect that auric field against other people's toxicity, against their negative attachments. And that's actually super, super helpful. (laughs) Anyway, let's move on into the quote that I am like super in love with. So this is by Dr. Richard Bartlett. And you are more than your thoughts, your body, or your feelings. You are a swirling vortex of limitless potential who is here to shake things up and create something new that the universe has never seen. So don't you love that? I love that. And now let's talk about what the topic is today, which I'm really, it's been on my mind. It's really been, um, you know, percolating in my heart and in my brain. So let's talk about attachment versus detachment. So when we think of an attachment to things, a lot of times we think of, you know, oh, I'm just really attached to this thing or this person. It talks about a lot of like, um, you know, routine. It talks about a lot of, um, you know, what you're used to and that sort of thing. And usually when we look into that, we look into like not, not a whole lot of growth. And whenever I look at attachment, I think of also um, the inability to really cope because usually those attachments are the things that we are either too, I hate to say lazy, but at the same time, like this is the thing that's band-aiding over the thing that I really need to work on and that sort of thing. So attachment is sort of taking the place of that healing work that you're needing to do. And that can come from something or someone. A lot of times it comes from a person having that attachment to another person. And um, they usually provide whatever it is that you're needing 
And at some point that tends to go stale or go sour and you tend to start feeling that negativity that is sort of associated with attachment. And that's when things start to become more on the negative side. So I kind of wrote out like sort of the differentiation between attachment and detachment. So attachment really embodies a lot of those energy cords that we tend to feel. And a lot of times that's where we feel that negative energy attachment that's associated with attachment. And um, a lot of times with those negative energy cords, we also feel a lot of expectation. And whenever you're attached to something, there is sort of this idea that there's an expectation of what this attachment is going to provide for you. So And this could be from another person. So you could think to yourself, oh, well, I'm providing this support or this love to this person and they're going to give this back to me. And that, in essence, that doesn't really, that that's not really unconditionally loving, right? Because you're expecting something for whatever it is you're providing. It's an exchange as opposed to it being something that you just readily give without the idea of wanting anything back in return. Um, Now, granted, I will say that whenever you have that, whenever you give of yourself, and a lot of times people do this, especially um, those who are in the healing arts, They want to give and they want to give very freely. However, they're forgetting to refill that tank. So there's this unconditionally loving um, connection or at least that, that you think is connection, but then you're not getting anything back. So there needs to be an observation of that first and foremost. Like you can give and be loving in that way without any expectation of return, but you also have to take stock of how much you're giving out at the same time because you're not going to be going into this situation and deplete yourself. That's not the idea here. (laughs) You know, you want to give without condition. You want to give without expectation, but you also don't want to deplete your energy. You don't want to deplete your life force. You know what I'm saying? So let's let's not do that. <laughs> so we want to be in a space of observation in which we don't continually give without putting that back in yourself. Okay? So moving back into the attachment thing and with expectations. So with the exceptions that comes with that expectation, there are there are exceptions to the exceptions, if you, uh, the exceptions to the expectations. Now, what I mean by that is there are sometimes there are contracts that you make, like for instance, marital contracts that you have to abide by. I mean, it's, it is in the contract. Like you can't just go out and you can't, you can't uh, like follow the, the, the different A's. So there's abuse, there's abandonment, there's, um, um, what's, what's the adultery, and um, and then I can't remember the other one. Those are the main ones that I can think of for right now. If any of you can think of, feel free to, to mention it in the com- in the comments so that way I know. But um, but those are the, the, those are sort of like the exceptions. Like you can't you can't go beyond those boundaries to those expectations, right? So that's what I mean by those type the, those exceptions to the expectations. So when you're in a contract, like in, in a marriage, there is that expectation that we're going to embody this. Um, gluttony, like seventy. <laughs> that's that's a very different thing, is gluttony. So anyway, also children. Children are also a type of attachment that is an there's an expectation 
with that. You can't, you're expected to, to parent these children. And a lot of times, you know, kids aren't going to like give back what you need. You have to be able to refill a lot of that time. And children are, they're remarkable for helping you learn. They're, they're remarkable for helping you learn how to be patient and learn how to be the best version of yourselves because they're little, they're little, little mirrors pretty much a hundred percent of the time. So when you're in that situation of attachment, it does feel sort of like you're being constantly drained because children aren't really there to refill your tank. They they can make you feel love and that, that whole thing, but you have to understand that it's still like this connection that you have with them, but they also are a sense of attachment in a sense where you have to provide for them. Hi, Sam. Thank you for being here with me. So those are the the exceptions around the expectations involved under attachment. So hopefully I didn't go too off with this. So anyway, attachment also involves that codependency. So when you're in a codependent relationship, there's this idea also around that whole thing that I was talking about earlier with, you know, I'm doing this for you and you're going to do this for me. And that is not healthy nor appropriate at all. Because when you're in a relationship with somebody, whether it is romantic or professional, you have to you have to have some of those ground rules and those boundaries, but there shouldn't be an idea of like, I do this and you have to do this for me. And a lot of times people will go into relationships with the idea, and this is this is a great old chestnut chestnut, that oh, I see that this person's this way, but they're going to change for me. And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. That is, we're going into this all wrong, friends. Like, let's not move into a relationship with the idea that you're going to fix them. Even if you're like all of like the, the love and the things that you have for this person, that is not loving. You should never go into a relationship with the idea that you're going to change them for you or that they're going to change for you because you're this magnanimous being. And it's like, okay, yeah, sure. But you don't want to change an individual because you're you like, or that you're going to be so amazing that they're going to change for you. Like that's not, that's not the vibe friends. Let's not go into a relation. Yes. Love without conditions, Bev. I totally agree. So that is where attachment really can be a challenge because we develop these attachments and they move into what's called negative energy cords. And I've talked about this a lot with people and there's a lot of a lot more like influence around negative energy cords now these days because people feel that negativity. They feel that you know like they're they're being drained of their own energy and their own stamina and it's like yeah because you're you're thinking to yourself that these people are going to change because you are who you are and that's not the way to go about things so you're developing these attachments and these people are like oh she's open to or he's open to you know giving me their energy and now they're going to show me how to do things and be this person for me and it's like you, you can't be that person for anybody. You can only be that person for you and you alone. So many more people waking to the energy that they give and get. Yes, Sam, it's so true. And you start to realize relatively quickly once you start to come from a space of observation and as you go through the many awakenings that are happening constantly in our lives, that this, there's more than just, you know, one awakening and then like, oh, where the hell is my energy going? 
Like where, what am I paying attention to and what am I attached to here? And how can I move into a space of detaching from these things that are constantly taking and not giving back? And that's when we look at detachment. And I feel like in society, there's a lot of negative connotation around detachment because it seems like aloofness. And sure, there are, there are maybe some senses around like, oh, you know, you're, that's very cold to be detached from other people. But let's not get, mis- get detachment mistaken with connection. You can still be connected to people and things without being attached to them. Because connection really breeds growth. Connection is the the light in the whole equation. You want to be connected to the consciousness that is helping you grow, which is inside and above. So you want to connect with those parts of you that are light, that are the highest versions of yourself so that you can grow and change into the being that you're meant to be. So you can only get there, though, by detaching from the things that you're attached to. So detachment breeds connection and it also breeds observation. So once you're able to detach from something that is constantly leeching your energy, whether you feel like it's a good thing or not, you're able to see very clearly where the truth lies in those situations. And that's not just the truth in the other people in the situation, but what you're doing and how you're behaving. Because it also helps you to understand where your choices have really been. Because everything embodies a choice in one way, shape, or form. And it always comes back to you. And that's really, even in the choices that are really, really challenging to make, it's important for you to understand that you always have a choice in situations. And um, you want to develop that independence because you don't want to sit there and think that, well, this person or this thing is making the choices that work for me because that's not going to help you grow and be an individual and find out what your unique truth is and how you are uniquely authentic because you're utilizing choices of others and you're externalizing your growth as opposed to internalizing your growth. This has to be a you situation and a you choice, not a them choice or it choice. It's you choice. So, and I understand that both both attachment and detachment involve choice. And you don't have to feel, you don't, sometimes we feel like we don't have a choice in, in situations. And I completely understand that and sometimes um, we feel like there's only one choice and there's only one obvious answer and some choices are unimaginable I mean some choices that you have to make and I'm no stranger to those that it is literally the impossible choice and I don't want to delve into too much of that because I feel like I mean maybe maybe I should and I'm just going to say right now trigger warning with this okay Making choices to leave a marriage, making choices to, you know, say goodbye, you know, to a loved one by having to pull life support, like having to say goodbye to a pregnancy because there's no chance of life, like huge trigger warning with that. But those impossible choices are ones that sometimes we have to make and it is really, really hard. And I, trust me, I get it. I understand. Um... But then there are some choices. 
um, which let's just be real, most of the choices that we make fall under this category where we make these choices within what is right and then what is comfortable and easy. And a lot of times we kind of fall into what's comfortable and easy because it's comfortable and easy. Like, obviously, we're going to do this because this is the, this is what makes the most sense. But when we actually look at the more challenging choice and we pay attention and, and instead of detach from the situation and really observe where we're supposed to be going in the situation, we find that the harder choice is probably the more correct choice. And I'm not saying that that's like every single one, but most of the time, you know, we want to, we don't want to do the the harder road. That's, that's not fun. Like nobody wants to make those hard choices and it sucks, you know, especially if you're in a position of leadership and you, you know, you have to fire somebody or something like that. I mean, that is not easy. And a lot of those choices that we have to make are really, really challenging, but it's in observing how you are feeling and how you are in those situations and where you're truly giving a lot of your time and energy where you can say to yourself, I'm going to remove myself from this situation for a minute so that I can see what what kind of choices am I making here? Like, how am I giving all of this time and effort into this thing? And I'm not really growing. I'm not learning. I'm just kind of in this space without any sense of growth or development. And if you feel like you're stagnating, it's time to really reflect on what attachments you do have and how you can take a moment to detach and remove yourself from the situation and now finally observe from an independent standpoint. You're sort of just freeing yourself from all the things and now you're observing the forest for the trees in the situation instead of just allowing yourself to be, well, this works. This is the thing that's always worked for me. And a lot of people find comfort in that. They do because it's what's always worked. And, you know, at times you need to shift and pivot in order to actually begin that process of growth and detach yourself from those things in order to independently move into what it is that you really need in this moment and in this time. And I, I know that um, a lot of us listening to that, <laughs> listening to this, you know, are thinking like, man, but how how do you make those choices and feel good about it? And sometimes you're probably, sometimes you're not going to feel super great about it. But the interesting thing is, when you're in those situations, you know that this is the right way to go, even though it doesn't feel good. Even though you're like, oh, God, I don't want to do this. I don't, I don't want to make this choice because I know that this isn't going to be an easy road. But it's in those hard decisions and it's in that, in that time where you have to muddle through that you realize what you got. You realize who you are and how incredible you are and can be. And you are allowing yourself that time to sort of break down and reconstruct and, you know, be this individual that you're meant to be. And, you know, I always bring things back to transformation and metamorphosis because I I feel like that's where I live most of the time because maybe that's what we're meant to be doing all the time is transform and change and to 
these new things. And it's never like a one-time thing either. Just like healing is never a one-time thing. It's like, you're going to have all these many spiritual awakenings and you're going to have all these experiences and it's, it's meant to happen many times. You're not going to have just one spiritual awakening, just like you're not going to have one time of healing or letting go. And then it's done. You're going to come back into situations and be like, I thought I was done with this. I thought, I thought we, I thought I healed from this. Such weird timing for you being talking about this. This has been last year. <laughs> yeah, well, it was meant to be, Bev. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> it, and that's it's funny. I did the same thing with the moonstone. It like tied in perfectly with what I was talking about here. So, uh, anyway, so it's it's important for us to really stay into this mode of transformation. And not stray away into what we know and what we're comfortable with. Because most of the time, the difficult things, the things that are hard, the things that are going to create the change are the things that are the hardest, that are they're, they're really going to you know, make you realize how tough and, and how incredible you actually are. And, you know, I have the, you know, the, the caterpillar through the chrysalis and becoming a butterfly scenario, but it still works, you know, like you have to completely fall apart to become this incredible being. But it's not just a one-time thing either. You're constantly evolving. Evolution is not just a one-time situation. You have to continue to evolve. You have to continue to change to become this new being. So that means that you may undergo one hard change and then feel sort of like this honeymoon period of where I finally like I'm figured it out. I'm figuring things out. I'm moving into the space of change. And then you get into another transformation and you have to make a choice over what is, what is going to be comfortable and easy and what is really going to be hard, but probably the most necessary for your change and development. And so tying this into attachment versus detachment, it's really important for us to realize where we find ourselves attached to those things that are keeping us in a state of stagnation, where we are not growing because we're attached to this one thing or this this one thing of, of, of being or like this routine or this person or this thing or place that makes us feel more whole, that makes us feel more complete. But you shouldn't find completion or wholeness outside of you. This should be an internal thing that you find wholeness, health, um, your your own energetic completion should be on the inside. This growth happens on the inside, not externally. So that's where we find that attachment is out here. It's not in here. So that detachment allows ourselves to really feel where we have those deficits, where we have those, you know, that that bleed out if you will, of our energy. And practicing the cord cutting is very helpful, but be ready for that internal work and that change that comes with detaching yourself from whatever it is that is providing you that Band-Aid effect, that's providing you that, well, I'm going to cover this up for you because you don't have the tools necessary or whatever, or you think you don't have the tools necessary to heal yourself or grow or mature or, you know, find that intelligence that you need, that emotional intelligence that you need to move past the situation. So 
when you do those energy cord cuttings or pulls or whatever, which by the way, if you've never done that before, please don't just do that willy nilly because that can be relatively um, dangerous in the sense where you just kind of bleed out your energy. I'm not trying to scare y'all, but please contact somebody. You can always contact me if you need some assistance in doing that so you can do it correctly. But doing that work actually allows you to detach yourself and feel what it feels like in your body and then begin that process of healing. I need to focus on my own self-worth. I need to focus on my own self-love. I need to focus on my safety and feeling like my abundance doesn't come from ex- from a, from outside of me, but from within me. Because that energy that you emit is what you attract at the same time. So whatever you're emitting in this moment is what is coming towards you. And I know that can be really great and also a little ominous at the same time, because if you're kind of in a space of, you can probably feel like it's a cascade effect, like you're just kind of going downwards and it's like, oh, so taking a minute to detach yourself from that downward spiral is actually hella necessary because you, you want to be able to stop that downward spiral. You have to take yourself out of the situation to find yourself into a space of growth, but also feeling what's going on with yourself. So that pretty much covers what I want to talk about today, you guys. And I hope if you have any questions, feel free to contact me. Um, Again, this is a recording, but it's also a live, obviously, for my Instagram and my Twitch people. So um, be sure to um, look for this when um, this episode of Third Eye with Lorelai um, when it comes out on Akasha Flicks for the exclusive video episode, but then also on the audio platforms on all of the podcasting everywhere. Um, you can see that on Google or Apple or Anchor and all the things. So I really love you guys. And I really hope that this helps you kind of gain some clarity and some ideas around how to move through this incredible life that you've been gifted and to make the changes necessary to be the best version of yourself because you're not here for no reason. You are here for a purpose. You have meaning in your life and it is profound. We just have to get you to the place where you can detach yourself from the things that are maybe explaining who you are and you can find the explanation of yourself from within because that's the work and finding your own independence and your authentic, unique self and being able to grow and foster that without any external validation or external guidance, if you will. Like, not external guidance, but external pressure, I should say. So anyway, that pretty much covers it, you guys. I love you all. Make sure that you go and check out the podcast. Um, for all the people watching watching on the live right now, if you want to see this episode, you can go to Akasha Flicks. And um, we have a promotion for six months for $30. You can do Virgo Season, Virgo SZN, and get that promotion. Um, and if you just want to listen to the audio, you can go to my podcasting platform. So anyway, I love you all. I hope you have an incredible week. And I look forward to talking at you again soon. So can you pep talk me through the day? <laughs> we'll work on that, Bev. Like, I, I'm into that. Let's be the hype man for each other, right? Like, that's that's where I feel like connection really comes into play. When we can be each other's hype man without being like, okay, now you do this for me. It's like, yeah, 
that is the vibe, right? Like let's 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 promote one another and love one another in that way without feeling like, okay, now you do it for me. It's like, Bev, let's do it. Let's be each other's hype man. <laughs> Out of love and of light, right? That's where we're going. <laughs> All right. I love you guys. I hope you have an incredible week. I look forward to talking at you again soon. Be sure to message me if you have any questions about the podcast or about the lives or about readings. Okay. I love you all. Have an incredible rest of your day and I'll talk at you again soon. Bye. And I'm doing a recording. So obviously what's nice about this is that I can go back and edit this. Anyway, another one of those hiccups, I guess, right? Just ironing out all the things, so. Hi, you guys. Thank you for being here. Um, Okay, so I actually, so somebody asked a question. Do you have a specific place online where you buy your colored stones? Yes, I do. So I actually really love and follow this woman named Shannon who owns um, Chasing Luster. And she goes live every single Wednesday and has a sale. And she usually has these incredible stones that are really beautifully um, made. And they're also uh, harvested, um, I believe, ethically. So she goes she goes through like a really rigorous practice of making sure that her, her minerals and stones and fossils are real. And then also that they're sustainably um, harvested. So... That's my recommendation. Um, You can also go to your local crystal shop and always support local first. Um, So that's usually what I try to do. But if there's a specific stone that maybe the crystal shop doesn't have, then most likely you're going to find some at Chasing Luster. Or you can go to uh, thecrystalcouncil.com. They have everything. And I love that place, obviously, because I use them to talk about the description of the stones today. So... Yes, Chasing Luster. Yeah, go check her out. She's amazing. Um, Or you can go to uh, thecrystalcouncil.com or you can go to um, your local crystal shop. this episode, please share it. Share it with somebody that you love. Share it with somebody that you think might need this information. And please be sure to check out all of the classes and the workshops that I have available on Akasha Flicks. You can also check out my Instagram and TikTok and my website for weekly pick a cards. Every Monday I do a pick a card so that you can high vibe for the rest of the week. And I have lots of really amazing in-person classes if you're in the Brentwood, Antioch, Oakley area. Lots of lots of in-person classes and different things so check everything out dm me for a reading or for spiritual coaching i'm here for it you guys and until the next episode love and light to you all